Cloud Nation. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors Roundtable. It's a three. In and out. Rebound. Payton. Out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball. Here's Kevin Dana right and Gary St. Jean. Tim Roy filling in for Kevin Dana tonight. Kevin has the night off. He is, so uh, actually he doesn't have the night off. He's out covering the G League Showcase, which is uh, going to be maybe one of our topics of conversation coming up later on. But it's great to be with you on the Warriors Roundtable. Hosted this show for years. Good to be back. If you have a question tonight for me, whether it be about our broadcast, about the Warriors, about the NBA, number is 957-9570. That's 957-9570. You can chime in and, and let us know. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Warriors Fox, Warriors VOX, or I should say on X, which is what Elon Musk is requiring us all to say. But uh, busy night of NBA action, keeping an eye on a game in Detroit because the Pistons are down five with four minutes to go, trying to break their long losing streak. You've got a couple of games the Warriors are going to keep an eye on. The two best teams in the West, Minnesota and Oklahoma City, are hosting games tonight, so we'll tell you a little bit about that and the team the Warriors will play tomorrow night. The Washington Wizards are in Portland, so we'll be taping that one and watching it back to see uh, how the Wizards and our old friend Jordan Poole are doing. Now, Jordan, of course, will be here uh, tomorrow night. You can chime in on that if you want, your two cents. But I want to start tonight, of course, welcoming in old friend and uh, NBA veteran and a guy that I spent many nights with in a, in a previous uh, uh, guise and then many more nights when he was with the Warriors and a variety of positions, and that is uh, Gary St. Jean. First of all, St. Happy holidays to you and yours. Always uh, good to see Greggy when I'm on the road, but it's uh, great to talk to you once again. It is like old times. Boy, it takes me back to our days in Sacramento, and I'm supposed to be, Tim, in Sacramento, but Greg got the flu, and uh, I would have done the same thing if I was the GM. They told him to stay home. So uh, we were ready to drive up there this afternoon. I, uh, I got to share a great, uh, well, Far East uh, restaurant, Frank Fats, oh, in downtown yeah. Sacramento. We were all headed there. And uh, we were all set to go to the game tomorrow night. But here I am, back in Danville, privileged to talk to you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if pri privilege might be a word you need to look up and find the definition. I don't know if privilege is the right word. But, uh, but let's, let's, let's start with the game the other night. Because I think as a league, we tend to... You know, we move on. We have to move on. There's another game coming up tomorrow night. you got to get ready for that. There's things to talk about, lineup combinations, all this stuff that people want to talk about and debate about. But I want to go back to the other night and just celebrate for five, ten minutes here about a great game. And you and I have seen a number of great games. We've seen some not-so-great games. But, but that was a great basketball game. And I always feel walking out of a building after a game like that, saying that if, if I was seeing an NBA game for the first time, then I'm a fan. I'm a fan now. Because it was just it just had a little bit of everything. It had drama. It had miscues. It had great performances. It had you know debatable foul calls, which is always part of the mix. And it, it just had a little bit of everything. Well, I got to share with you, your memory's a lot better than mine, and you and I have seen quite a few in our day. 
But boy, that just jumped out at me. You don't, you know, every year you have two or three games that are just special, and uh, this was just a great, great game. You know, I think Boston's the best team in the East. Tatum was a little banged up, and Porzingis didn't play, but uh, that's a heck of a team. They bounced back last night and drilled the Kings. And uh, then you look at the Warriors, and that that shot by Steph Curry. Uh, how many great shots has he made in his career? Man. Greatest shooter in the history of our league. And uh, just an exclamation point. He, I, I, I'm thinking the arc on that ball. I know exactly where you sit. And I think that ball was as high as where you sit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I watched the coaches look at it, and they're lift, taking their necks back, and they're watching it go up, 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 and in. And I'm like... Holy moly, this guy's amazing. And as you noted, there's so many special aspects just to the play. Chris Paul, 12 assists, no turnovers. The instinct to go for the long rebound, grab it, take a dribble to the paint to create uh, the defense to contract and eye contact between one of the great passers we've ever had in the game and the greatest shooter. And just a beautiful play. We've got to talk about Davis's play. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And his exclamation point was the block on Brown. I'm so happy for Clay. He looked like uh, vintage old Clay. And uh, you're getting different guys stepping up every night. You know, some guys are struggling. And it's been a reason why the team has struggled. But my outlook is if we can get guys like... Uh, Oh, let's say Wiggins, and if we can get Looney playing like he's done in the last couple years. And uh, these two rookies have just shocked me the way they're playing. And, you know, Moody's been playing well, and Sarek's been a great signing. So, you know, I love the coaching. I think Steve put the players on the floor that deserved to be out there. They earned the minutes, and they performed at a high level, played hard, played together. So I can go on and on, but I'm, I was excited about that game. Well, let, let, let's stay with, you mentioned the coaching, because I wanted to ask you this. And, it, uh, you know, Steve got to a point, he, he let his veterans play, yes. you know, for a quarter of a year, roughly. And then he said, you know what, I have to do something. And he changed the lineup. As a coach... You know, there's there's loyalty involved there. You're you know you develop yep. relationships and everything else. How do you juggle all that in order to make the move that Steve made, which obviously was the right thing to do, and it, it's gotten everybody going. Four championships. You know, three guys that have been together over a decade, uh, and counting Looney in there, and uh, they've deserved all the minutes and time and games that they've gotten from the coaching staff. And it got to the point where, uh, you know, players tell you who to play. They really do as coaches. You sit there on the bench and you can figure out who's playing at a pretty good level, who can play well together. And uh, it was pretty evident that there's some changes had to be made. And, you know, to have these guys stepping up, uh, I didn't mention Kaminga. Uh, who's been right. playing better. I've I kind of been on his case a little bit that he hasn't been rebounding like I think he should. I, I think he's a, he thinks he's a beautiful three. And for me, he's a power, uh, quick-jumping, uh, great athletic, uh, I call him a small four. And uh, 
Boy, I, I like the way he's playing. And uh, so with that said, he's jumped into Draymond's spot. And we've talked about Clay, And, you know, it, it, we can go on and on and on about Steph. And I, I'm sure you just, uh, every night, you're sitting there and you're saying, what a privilege, how blessed I am. Because you and I were up in Sacramento. And the listeners probably don't know this story. And this guy who I thought the world of who was doing our radio <laughs> came to me and he said, Saint, I got a chance to go down to the do the Warriors radio. What do you think? Do you think I should go? <laughs> and I said, well, it is the sixth biggest market in the country. <laughs> and, uh, you know, oh. we're counting cows and they're counting, uh, oh. you know, uh, Silicon Valley companies. And... Uh, and then just thinking back about that, uh, I was sad to see you go, but, boy, you made the right decision, and, and what a great run you've had. I appreciate that, and it's been great for me. You know, it, it, you know, think about how lucky I am. The two NBA franchises I've worked for have had tremendous fan bases, just tremendous. And, oh, by the way, special. if you want to... If you want to chime in, 957-9570, whether you want to call or text, you can hit me up on Twitter at WarriorsVox. And, and uh, Nils wants to know who needs more convincing to play young guys, vets or coaches. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the yeah. things, you know, one of the things I think where you saw the veterans kind of step up for the young guys was, was earlier, saying when they were playing these in-season tournament games and they had assigned Jackson Davis and Pajemski down to Santa Cruz. And, uh, and you know, Draymond and a couple of the other veterans said, no, no, we need them here. We want them here. You know, I think they recognize that these guys can help them win. So, so the question I have for you on, on rookies and, this, and uh, the development of these two guys is that, if I remember when when I first got to the league and you had already been at the league in the, for a long time, the uh, you know the idea was that unless you were special, rookies took time. You had to earn yeah. your spurs. You had to you know yep. carry the coffee. You had to do all this stuff. But but these two guys seem to have stepped in, and they're a lot more NBA ready than a lot of young guys in this league. How, what what do you think about that? And 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 what do you see with these two guys and maybe their future and their ceilings? Well, going way, way back, the game was a lot more physical. So there was a big, big change from coming out of college into the NBA game, especially for bigs. They used to get killed down there in the paint. And uh, then you look at the guards and the, and the hand checking that went on in the old days. And get, you had to have you know, a handle on strength and feel and vision. And uh, nowadays, it's a more open game favoring the offense. And I think Davis, having spent four years at, at Indiana, playing for a guy that I have a wealth of respect for in, in uh, Mike Woodson, and also his dad, Dale Davis, uh, played with Mully for years in Indiana. I uh, use the expression, he, his dad was as strong as new rope. Uh, <laughs> Boy, oh boy, he was tough. <laughs> he was, and, and you know, and then I look at this young guy, Podzimski, and I gotta love him because you know where I grew up in Chicopee, Massachusetts, a town of sixty thousand, and over thirty thousand of them were Polish. In my freezer right now, I have eight kielbasas from the Chicopee Provision. <laughs> so I would like to give him one, and also have some guampkis oh. and pierogies with this kid. 
Oh. My gosh, he's impressed me. Tim, the game's not too big for him. No, not at all. You know, you love it. I, you know, and, and you know this. We've talked about it so many times, whether you're big or small. Show me a guy who rebounds in college. That's the one area yep. that translates. They rebound in the pros. He's got a, and you love, you don't like, you love guards that rebound. And today's game, no better example in this Boston game. What they take like fifty threes, so oh, yeah. long shots. They, they missed. Long they, they missed a franchise record forty-one. Wow! Crazy. So uh, yeah, but they made up for it last night. But yes, they but did. you got these two rookies. Gosh, you just got to feel so good about them. What great picks! Great job by the front office uh, selecting these these two guys. And <laughs> if you redrafted, uh, I'm not sure where these two guys would go. But I sat there, and I don't watch it as close as I used to. But I said to my because this kid caught my eye, Davis, uh, during last year's college season. And I'm sitting there, and I said, what the heck am I missing? How can right. this kid keep dropping? Well, he's got an NBA body. He's got a quick jump. Uh, he's comfortable uh, in, in defensive rotations. He'll block a shot. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Brown, you got a little Spalding or no, no more, no more Spalding sandwich. We no, got a Wilson yeah, sandwich. A Wilson sandwich, that's right. And uh, change that. Yeah. So, um, geez, I, I can't give those two guys enough praise. It's a great, great story. Yeah, it really is. And I think one of the things that I think, uh, and it happens in trends, and I'm not saying, you know, the, the guys who pick and, and work draft rooms know more, more basketball than I ever did, but they, they, and ever will, they, you know, I think sometimes got a little locked in, you know, can he shoot a three? Can he space the floor? And I think, you know, if a guy can play, he can play, and you can make him work. You know, the Warriors had Bogut, they had uh, uh, JaVale McGee, and, and those guys provided, you know, what they call vertical spacing. So let me ask you this. Can you define that for everybody so that people who hear that term and may not know exactly what that means, what what does that entail? Well, what we have today is almost a five-out game. We don't have a low post and a strong side with three guys and a balanced floor with two on the other. And everything is predicated around the pick and roll in your early transition game. And no better team at it than the Warriors. So what do we mean by that? It's the guy that rolls to the basket that has the ability to get vertical, to get high. He demands, and I underline that, demands a rotation by the defense. And when you have vertical spacing, it means that somebody on the defense has to respect him on the roll because the big that was guarding him is is helping on the ball. That means somebody from the perimeter's got to pinch in and deal with him dealing vertical, and that creates spacing on the perimeter, and that's why you get good threes. So this guy uh, is a great example of it because he can really get up there. He has great timing, and he has great hands. Uh, he's, 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 he's somebody to get excited about. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, and it, he brings the Warriors exactly what they need. They need someone like that. They need a rim protector, and that block on Brown the other night, i got to be honest oh. with you, I didn't see him coming either. Brown never saw him, and I never saw him no. coming either until he got there, and and that shows me that he has timing. You know, like well, look Earl. where it was during the game, Tim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that was huge, and just the fact that he said, hey, I'm going after this thing. There's a lot of young guys who would shy away from that. Absolutely. And uh, com- just poised, confident, 
and and just just an awesome play. Hey, let's go back to uh, to Twitter and or X. I, I keep saying Twitter, but it's it's X. <laughs> I don't um, even know what it is. Yeah, well, I, you know what? There's good and bad there. I, I use it as a tool to yeah. keep track of the NBA, but there's also some bad. But Peter AK wants to know. He's never met you, Saint, but he seems like a great guy to talk hoop with, and he's absolutely right about that. But he wants to know where him and Pop on Don Nelson staff at the same time. So if you could go back yeah. into the time machine and talk yeah. about those days and 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 the staff and and the meetings yeah. and and you know how much fun did you guys have? And did you know you know how special that staff was we did we did not win championships uh but my gosh what a fantastic time we had we all came in 89 and uh it it was special you know you come out here in the old uh, coliseum but we have 11,000 plus and it was sold out every night and we were playing the way the warriors played during this last decade i think we were ahead of the time uh, along with denver and doug moe and uh you know i had, i had been with nelly in milwaukee and uh, went to the nets for a couple years with dave wool and uh then nelly said he was coming out here and he came to the house in uh glen ridge new jersey and asked mj if she would come and uh we did that and then uh, you know, I think of guys like Sam Schuler, who hadn't coached a lot, but was a great, great guy. Donnie Nelson was around. Uh, then one of the guys who's passed away, Mike Schuler. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Com- and, former NBA yeah. coach of the year. Oh, yes, up in Portland with Drexler and Kersey and those guys. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then he left. And, um, you know, it, it was interesting uh, what was going to happen with the staff and you know, I'd had a couple interviews, and then I finally got the King's job. And who replaces me but uh, Greg Popovich? So right. I never coached with Pop, but I knew him really well. And the best joke was that Mike Schuler and I were at the Chicago pre-draft camp. And he said, well, give me, give me a scouting report on Nelly. And we said, well, hey, you better make sure you've got a great clipboard and have two of them because he might break one of them. And second, you've got to hand them the pad, and we showed them a certain way to hand it. And then it was a, you know, back then guys didn't have all the beautiful diagrams on the paper. It was just a yellow legal pad. And we told them you have to have a number two pencil. There's different grades of pencils. And I said, make sure it's sharp. And we're egging them on and egging them on. Finally, we just started laughing. And uh, he had a great couple years. He loved it with Nelly. You think of Pop. You know, he comes into the NBA with Larry Brown and, uh, you know, then with Nelly. So he had uh, a great baptism. <coughs> not, needless to say, the career, the career speaks for itself. But I loved those years. That was uh, run TMC, and we had a cast of other characters like Manute Bowl and Sharunas and our man Tommy Tolbert. And I can go on and on and on. Uh, just a great, great cool crew of guys. You talk about a culture and a chemistry. What what great guys! It was a great great time. What did uh, what did Nelly do for you and and your career and and your appreciation of the game? Oh. well, hey, I, I'm coaching at Chickabee High School, and uh, think I've got the greatest job in the United States of America. And uh, I, our team did very well there. We got invited to the Massachusetts State House, and then to a dinner, and then to the Celtics game. Well, who's playing for the Celtics? But Nelly and uh, I can go on here. Dave Cowens, uh, 
John Havlicek, Jojo White, Don Chaney, and and uh, so uh, and Sat Sanders and Sat Sanders and Nelly had a camp. Then they invited me to come and bring some of our players. And I said, "Hey, my town at best is a lower, lower middle class town. There's nobody has the money that, that can afford to go." And they said, "Well, why don't why don't you come and work the camp?" Well, my ears, Tim went up like a German shepherd. I said, "Holy moly!" And that was the start of it. And just a relationship there for a few years. And when I was 28, Nelly said one day, he said, hey, I want you to come and be our uh, our college and pro scout. And uh, the funniest story was I was only there the, for a couple of weeks. Exhibition season started and the great Earl Strom's refing. And he says, Nelly, who's that guy on the bench? And he said, well, that's our scout. Well, no, scouts can't sit on the bench, only coaches. So the next day, because of Earl Strom, I got called into Nelly's office and Wayne Embry, and they said, congratulations, you're an NBA assistant coach. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. How about that? That was, that was great. But that, I'm, hey, I'm, Tim, I'm forever grateful to Nelly. And, uh, you know, he's over. if you told me he'd be living over near Maui all these years, I would have said, what? Uh, yeah. he's, had a, he's had a great time over there, and he's loving life. He is loving life, and, and we're all grateful for Nelly's uh, appearance. And we're talking with Gary St. G. It's the Warriors Weekly Roundtable here on 95.7 The Game. I'm Tim Roy. You can chime in at 957-9570. Questions about uh, the team or the NBA. The team's on a three-game winning streak, which is, you know, you could say that, okay, it's a three-game winning streak, okay. But, you know, the way this year has gone before – last weekend, those back-to-back wins, that was the first time they won back-to-back games since early November. So it seems like this team, you know, and hopefully the win over Boston is a springboard to better times, but it seems like they're starting to figure it out. And before we get to break, I wanted to ask you about Clay Thompson. Steve Kerr has said this a couple of times where he said, you know, why is Clay playing better? Well, he says shot selection. Go into that a little bit and describe what that has done for Clay and for the Warriors as his shot selection has gotten better. Well, Tim, if the team rebounds, and doesn't fall, and I think that's a big key to the last couple games. They haven't been putting the other team on the line all the time. If they can get stops and get out in the open floor, nobody creates a better assist turnover ratio than the Warriors. Uh, the benchmark has been like 30 assists and about 14 or 12 turnovers. Not many teams have been able to do that over the last decade. Well, when you're moving the ball early, you pass the ball ahead, and you change sides. Nobody is better at finding the open spots than Clay Thompson. When the game slows down and you're committing all these fouls and you're turning the ball over, uh, the game gets stagnant. And now people are getting up in his grill, and he's getting a little frustrated because he's missing shots. Then he's starting to force shots, and it, it's, it's a big snowball growing in, in size, and it, it's hard to stop because you're talking about a Hall of Famer uh, who's got a lot of pride, and, you know, you, I've heard all the people asking me, you know, and I'm in Lunardi's or Safeway, and they're like, well, 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 he's all done. I said, wait a minute here. Let, let's take our time. We, we've got suspensions. We've got injuries. We've got new players. We've got young players. Frankly, I think the record is a little surprising to me where it's at, considering what's gone on. And we've played better 
because I think Clay is such a we we have marveled at Steph's year. I I'm yeah. We better we better sit down and, and just bless just ourselves that, to, to, that we've had the privilege to watch him play. But the, his sidekick is one heck of a player, and I'm so happy for him that he's getting good shots, Tim. He had guys up in his grill, and, uh, you know, things weren't going well. But you know what? That's believing in a player. That's assistant coaches. Putting your arm around him. Hey, you know, take a look at this. Let's look at a little video. And the head coach, who the heck is better with players than Steve Kerr? I, I, I got people giving me heat about Steve. Hey, wait a minute. We got four championships here. Yeah, exactly. And you better run. You don't even know. You have no. Steph Curry is a better guy than you ever think he is. You know who else is like that? Steve Kerr. No he question. is a tremendous person. No question. I go back all the way to the days Tommy Tolbert's playing, and he and Judd Bushler are playing for the Bulls. And they're walking off the floor, and they're looking at Tolbert, and that's when he was dating his wife. And they looked at me, and they said, how can that guy have that beautiful young lady? And I'm laughing my <laughs> buns off. <laughs> when I think of Steve, just beautiful. Oh. And and so, you know, this is this this is... A franchise that's, uh, you know, been so respected. And why? And, hey, if you had your Achilles blown out and you had ACL, oh. would you be moving as well as you did before all these surgeries? Nobody in the history of our game has Thank come back you. from Achilles and been Nobody. 100%. Tim, you know this as well yep. as I do. You and I can talk about Bernard King and all these guys that tore this and that. Kobe they Bryant. They never got there. Now, I know, the, yep. I know it's a lot better today. But on and on and on. And, you know, it's, especially when you're of a certain age, too. You I mean, and, but yes. to, me, to me, the whole play, and we have to go to break here, but to, to the whole play that summed up where Clay is right now was the other night he gets run off a, a jump shot, so he penetrates, and instead of forcing up a shot, oh. what does he do? He dishes down to oh. Jackson Davis for a dunk. It hey. was just one of the coolest Tim, plays all night long. I'm sitting by myself. And I go, yeah! <laughs> I loved it. He was on the right side, dribble middle with the left side, dribble middle right. Here comes a big to two, leaving Davis. Boop! And he drops yeah. it off. And it was That's a great. huge play. Huge play. All right, we're going to come back. More on the Warriors Roundtable, 957-9570. Text line or call in or hit me up on X at Warriors Vox, Warriors VOX. Don't miss your chance to see the Harlem Globetrotters 2024 World Tour live at Chase Center Saturday, January 13th. Make sure you go if you haven't gone, especially if you have young uh, kids. It's a great show. They'll love it. They'll love you forever for taking you, uh, taking them to that show. It's just it's just really, I, I can't emphasize this enough, it's, it's really a once in a a lifetime thing. It's really, really cool. Tickets on sale at ChaseCenter.com. More of the week, weekly roundtable coming your way on 95.7 The Game. I, Tim Roy, along with Gary St. Jean, will be right back after this. If you've just joined us, don't worry. We saved your seat. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. At the Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. Curry behind the back. Wade stops and pops on the way. Ridiculous three on the white sideline. Now, here's Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Dana is covering the G League Showcase in Orlando, so he is away for the week, and we congratulate him on 
A job well done when the game's out there. It's not easy doing what he does there. There's a lot of prep involved, and so uh, congratulations for him to get that again. He gets it just about every year, and it's really a really a nice gig for him. By the way, all season, Michelob Ultra giving one lucky fan two Ultra Club tickets to select Warrior games. Enter for your chance to win at warriors.com slash ultra. I, Tim Roy, with Gary St. Jean here on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. And since we mentioned Kevin Dana at the G League Showcase, to me, it's it's interesting, Saint, because uh, I think this is when a lot of the trade rumors start for two reasons. One, we're past December 15th, which is the date they set. If you sign a free agent in the offseason, you can't trade him before that date. What, it, what that rule does is basically prevent teams from signing guys just to trade them right away uh, and, and to maybe create an unfair advantage. And then the other part, saying is that everybody goes down and watches at least part of the G League showcase to see other players on other teams. And so you get those uh, minds together. What happens when you get all those guys, all those GMs, scouts, player personnel directors, you get them inside the same gym, what kind of things can happen down there? Well, that's exactly what happens at the Chicago pre-draft camp, too. Yep. And uh, you've got a lot, a lot of guys there. And uh, conversations take place. And uh, I know something, something just connects a little better when it's in person. Although I will tell you a story about my pal Bob Ferry, a uh, long-time uh, Baltimore Bullets, uh, Washington uh, Wizards GM. He said, uh, call me this week, and I'll give you an answer. And he used to tell me the reason he did that is when he didn't see your face, then he could lie to you. <laughs> I, I thought it was beautiful, and uh, you know, they, they, there's a lot of guys in the NBA, boy, that you know can really tell great stories and and uh, you know get in these phone conversations. But some guys are, you know, it, it's just like any other business. There's personalities involved, and you know, I ask you, who do you like on our team, and um, you know, who do you like on mine, and then vice versa, and then we get talking a little bit, and we say, now, who who might you be willing to move, and uh, would you consider any of these guys on our roster, and that kind of thing, and next thing you know, you're starting to uh, put something together, and you know, there's not many guys like Sam Presti who have uh, half the draft picks in in the next uh, five or six years. And so this is a big asset when you can put picks involved because you're not adding money to the equation. And uh, deals sound simple, but they are hard to make. You know, it's funny you mention that because I think one of the most underrated trades all time was when Bob Myers and you know Joe Lacob and crew pulled pulled off the Andre Iguodala trade because yeah. they had to get three teams involved. They had to get Utah involved, and Utah really didn't have like a a horse in the race, if you will. You know, they're like, why are we making this deal? You know, that kind of thing. So they had to get draft picks out of the deal, and that they did, and. Um, it just it just seemed it was very complicated and 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 what I think yeah. if you're a fan what you have to realize too is that you know you're not exactly trading players you're trading contracts because they have to even That's out a lot first and foremost yeah and so so to pull that deal off I thought it was one of the great deals of all time to get Andre Godala and what a missing piece he was uh, for Tim the a lot of run. days you're sitting in your office and uh, your staff is there and the owner comes down down and you're all staring at your whiteboard 
and you got names up there and you got teams obviously and you're trying as you said to connect the contracts because there's rules that you deal with you can't go uh, trade a 50 or 30 million dollar guy for a 5 million dollar guy because you have the salary cap and everything that's involved in that and Joe Lakeham and his group have been uh, committed to winning and they've been so generous and they they've spent a lot of money and the organization has run uh, the best in the entire league and with that said they've been able to do a lot of things but you're right that that was the start of it because uh, you needed that piece and he came in and you're putting a puzzle together and he fit just perfect with this team that they had. He he really did, and and the, you know another player that's kind of uh, showed you the value of a contract was was Andrew Wiggins because the Warriors, when they were losing Kevin Durant, decided okay we can't lose that roster slot because they were over the cap they 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 couldn't sign a free agent to replace KD at the money, you know that he had so they made a sign trade with D'Angelo Russell who gets Andrew Wiggins and that gets me to my next uh, question which is from Sai uh, on. X wants to know about Andrew Wiggins and how do we feel he is playing since coming off the bench. And and say, uh, Tommy Tolbert said the other night in our postgame show that he thought Wiggins played well. He just didn't shoot the ball uh, that well. And, you know, maybe this move to the bench was something that, that maybe he needed to kind of wake up and kind of say, oh, okay, I've got to start raising my level of play here. What What's your take on, on, on Andrew Wiggins right now and his response to coming off the bench? Well, any guy that's been a starter going down to the bench, it, it, it's a it's a big change. And some guys can make that adjustment, and some can't. And you got to help me, but it was a couple, I don't know, three four games ago where he had twenty six or twenty eight yep. points. Absolutely. I looked at games. that game and I said, boy, I, I think he's he might be ready to break out here. He he might be able to get back to where he was when they won the championship. And, uh, you know, we all know there was a family situation last year. He was out a long time. And uh, it just, he just didn't feel like he was, I didn't see the smiles that I that I saw with him in the past. And right. uh, we know that he's a terrific two-way player. And that's a necessity now because we've already talked about Clay, who always took the best perimeter guy. And he is the guy you say, well, geez, I'm going to put him on Brown or I'm going to put him on uh, Fox or I'm going to, you know, you go around the league and say, I got a guy now. Well, he can still do that. Uh, but at the end of the day, his offensive game, because there, there's been a, a change in the style of play and a lot, a lot of new people. And uh, with that said, uh, you know, you're there every night. You've got a great feel. You're, you're looking at it. Uh, you know, I'm sitting home and I watch a lot, a lot of games. Uh, my wife said, you're getting the NBA package again? <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I watch it, and I'm going to be really blunt and honest with you. I can't put my finger on it, but I do have a lot of optimism. I, I think that young guy, he's, he's a vet now. What am I saying? He's probably played seven years. Listen, that guy there, if he gets going, this team's going to really kick it in. Oh, yeah. Because... Uh, that to Kaminga and him, to me, are the two key guys because of their athleticism. That they can get in the paint, whether it's early, whether it's in the half court game when you change sides, uh, and they can get at to the rim, and you know they can do a lot of things that a lot of guys on this team can't do. 
and they're they're hard to guard. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'm really pulling for them, and I hope things come together for them. You know, the other part about Wiggins and Kaminga too is that uh, the uh, those are two guys when they use their size and their wingspan, they can be excellent defenders. Oh. And Anthony Vereen, who's one of the assistant coaches for the Warriors, it works out Kaminga before the game, and he's having him do defensive slides and and really? different things. Oh yeah, before the game, like on the court warm up, and I asked him about it. He says I'm trying to get him to use his gifts, yes, and I sir. thought that was a great answer because lateral yeah, movement, how lateral about movement, the, Tim? using his wingspan. His chest, I, I bet, all that. I bet dollars to donuts you jumped out of your seat when he guarded uh, Tatum on that last shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That you're was like, a vintage example of what you're talking about. Uh, step back. He took away the space. He got a hand up there, didn't fall. I looked at that play and I said, wow. And there you are, guarding the other team's best player. You're, you're, so that guy, Anthony, uh, these are the assistant coaches that uh, are trying to climb the ladder. And uh, hey, kudos to him because uh, that young guy did a great job the other night. Well, that's Gary St. Jean. I'm Tim Roy. We continue with more of the roundtable. I'm going to check scores and look at the upcoming schedule and final comments from St. as we head down the home stretch of this week's edition of the Warriors Weekly Roundtable right here in your home for the Golden State Warriors, 95-7 the game. Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean are holding court. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! At the Warriors Roundtable. You can't handle the truth! Curry, screened by Draymond Curry, gets free for three. Got it! On 95.7 The Game. Now back to Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Well, thanks today. The uh, Santa Cruz Warriors lost to the Westchester Knicks 127-114. Showcase Cup Tournament Semifinals of the NBA G League Winner Showcase happening down in Orlando. And uh, Lester Quinones with 30 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists to Donovan Williams with 21. Kendrick Davis added to 20 points in the loss for the C-Dubs. And Gary Payton II was reevaluated today. He's been given permission to participate in various parts of team practice. He'll be reevaluated early next week. That's good news for the Golden State Warriors. So GP2 on the way back. So Tim Roy filling in for Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean here on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. Uh, St. How important in your mind, are these two games this weekend, back-to-back games at home, and it's a short back-to-back, 7 o'clock tip on Friday, 5.30 on Saturday, which is a, uh, just a, a, a bear uh, for the team. Um, how important is it to get these two games to kind of keep the momentum going as you head to play the defending champions in Denver on Christmas Day? Well, as coaches, you keep uh, emphasizing taking it one at a time, but you know, you're coming off this big emotional win. You've got two home games against sub-500 teams. Uh, you're feeling really good about yourselves. Get these two. Very tough Christmas Day game in Denver. And then a stretch of games at home. Yep. So uh, I'm not on the bench anymore, so I can kind of look out and say, geez, <laughs> these next two, three weeks, this could really get it going. And... Uh, you know, you don't look past anybody because you never know. But uh, these teams coming in have struggled, and uh, they're, they're beatable, and you're back home. And I think the fans are pumped up, too. I think they were so excited the other night. Uh, so, you know, you got uh, 
you got uh, Poole coming in, and I, I look at him, and I love what Steve had to say uh, to the media, what uh, Steph had to say, and what Clay had to say. Uh, they gave him a lot of praise, and they said they wouldn't have won the championship a couple years ago uh, without his play. And, uh, you know, it, it was a tough situation that took place, but uh, that's the business of the NBA. You know, and it's funny because I think uh, people forget how dynamic he was in that 21-22 season. You know, there is, there's a value in this league. There always has been. To have a player who can get you 20 at the drop of a hat, and Jordan can do that. He is a dynamic scorer, and you know the uh, the scary thing about a Jordan Poole is what what is he going to be like, you know, when he's 28, 29. That's what you you know you hope that he matures into that player. I hope he does for his sake, and and uh, hope he has you know great times with the Wizards. It's going to be great to see him tomorrow night, and I think it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun. I guess a, a final. Uh, Final question for you, Saint. After this little stretch, and again, it's it's a incredibly small sample size, as people like to say today. But but how do you feel about the Warriors? Are you feeling better about the Dubs yeah. right now? I am. I I, I was a uh, you know I get uh, kidded about being an optimist, but uh, you know I I think it's a piece of gold to get in the top six. And when you look at that uh, loss column, Tim. It is tight. And I'm looking at who's 10 and 11, two teams that I like a lot. One, because my son's coaching with Phoenix and right. because of my uh, relationship with the Warriors. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at OKC and I'm looking at Minnesota. Did I know that was coming? No. And then you look at Denver, and I think at the end of the day, that's the best starting five in the league. But their, their bench has gotten uh, shortened uh, with the loss of Brown and Green. And, uh, you know, you look at the rest of this thing, everybody's an injury away from problems. You, you look at the Clippers, great run. But look at the games that George and Leonard missed last year. George is out right now, but they, Leonard hasn't missed a game. Right. And the Lakers, you know, heck, uh, with LeBron and Davis. So uh, this is, this is going to be a heck of a race. It's going to be tight. And uh, just take care of your own business. Uh, and then they, this can come together. I, I feel some really good things happening for the Warriors. Well, I hope so. I hope that happens because I know as you, uh, for people who might not know from years gone by, you have PMA, you have positive mental attitude. <laughs> there you so, go. And I appreciate your time this hour. This was a lot of fun for me. You know, it may like not the be old the days, buddy. It may not be the bar and grill, but hey, it, it was it was still good. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh boy, great days. All right, man. Hey, that's my the best story for another day. Exactly, that's another another show. Um, my best to you and, and MJ, and I hope Gregory feels better and and happy Thanks, holidays buddy. to the same. Merry Jews. Christmas to Always you, the family, and all the Warrior fans. All right, man. Happy holidays. That's Gary St. Jean. A quick reminder, you can experience Enrique Iglesias, Ricky Martin, and Pitbull together live at Chase on Wednesday, January 31st. Don't miss their 2024 trilogy tour. Tickets on sale at ChaseCenter.com. The Warriors 23-24 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente. And it is to the Kaiser Permanente scoreboard where we go right now. Let's go to games in progress. This in the fourth quarter in Chicago, the Bulls lead San Antonio by a count of 90 to 80. 7.40 to go there. In Memphis, the Grizzlies, second game back with uh, John Morant. They lead Indiana 89 to 77. 
just underway. Fourth quarter. End of three in Milwaukee. The Bucks 91, Orlando 82. We mentioned the L.A. Clippers there in Oklahoma City. And the Thunder looking to get their 18th win of the year. They lead 109-92 just underway. Fourth quarter. Second quarter in Minnesota. The best team in the West. The Timberwolves record of 20-6 and six on the year. 11-1 and one on the home floor. And they lead the other L.A. team. That would be the Los Angeles Lakers. 51-42. 6.04 to go in the second quarter. Later on tonight, Washington is at Portland. Wizards 4-22, and the Trailblazers 7-19. and Well, tonight was not the night for the Detroit Pistons as they did not break their losing streak. They lose to the Utah Jazz. Detroit losing on the home floor 119-111. to They're 2-26. and They were 2-1 and when the Warriors saw them. They're 1-13 and on the home floor. Utah 11-18. and They're 3 and 13 away from Salt Lake City. The New Orleans Pelicans beat up the uh, banged up Cleveland Cavaliers 123 to 104. The Pels are 17 and 12. They're now 8 and 7 away from home. Cavaliers 16 and 13, 9 and 7 on the home floor. Upcoming broadcasts are brought to you by Ticketmaster. And on uh, Friday, that's tomorrow night, the Washington Wizards in town. 6.30 the airtime, 7 o'clock with a tip. It's local heroes night presented by NBC Sports Bay Area. And then Saturday, a back-to-back. The Warriors get kind of, you know, hammered on this back-to-back. A 7 o'clock on Friday, 5.30 on Saturday against Portland. A 5 o'clock with the airtime. It's a really tough back-to-back. I'm not sure why the NBA uh, schedules that way, but uh, the Trailblazers in town the Warriors will see them for the third time this year. Then Monday in Denver on Christmas Day against the Nuggets, 11.30 the airtime, or excuse me, 11 o'clock the airtime, 11.30 a.m. with the tip. So after you open your presents, uh, come sit by the radio and listen to the Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. Thursday, back home to take on Miami. Uh, the Heat will be in town on Thursday, December 28th. Well, that's going to wrap up the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. I'm Tim Roy. We can tell you that tomorrow night, again, Warriors and the Wizards, 7 o'clock the airtime. Tom Tolbert will be alongside. I'm Tim Roy filling in for Kevin Dana tonight. And our thanks, as always, to our senior radio producer in transit, and that is R.C. Davis. Mark Grandy at the board. You can listen to him pre- and post-Warrior games now as the Warrior coverage continues on our flagship station. My thanks to Gary St. Jean, old friend, good old times, right here on 95.7 The Game. The home of the Golden State Warriors. You've been listening to the Warriors Roundtable. Curry brings it through, one hand three, up and good. The exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. That playful and nailed it. 95-7, the game. For tickets, call 888-GSW-HOOPS.